Cinema Film Club. This is Bo. Welcome, please, Brittany. Hi. Ian. Hello. And uh, this week we've got a couple great movies. We've got Mommy Dearest and Eraserhead. Uh, before we get into those movies deep, deep, like we always do, we're going to do our dailies. So to start the week out with the daily, Ian, where are you at with this? No, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, my daily, my highlight for this week is Grand Theft Auto and Mountain Dew. <laughs> and I say that is it's uh, something I really enjoyed as a high school uh, teenager and I like this past weekend we are all here together we were re- able to reconnect and m- my favorite joy was Friday we were running around like teenagers and it was kind of that playing at Walmart playing Tetris kind of you had once said this a few weeks ago with Kage of like the simplicity and joy in play. Yeah. And it was so much fun for me to spend Friday with y'all uh, before all the festivities. Uh, but just running around and playing like teenagers and simple, simple fun with my friends. I love so that. I'm so happy to have been able to do that with you guys. I love you. Oh my God. I love you. And love just, you. To, just to give context, uh, we did have a huge party here at the house last night. Uh, with lots of people, and uh, we went hard. Yeah, we did. And and I think there's some suffering bastards happening yeah. right here. Well, um, I'll just segue right into my daily because I have nothing in me right now to give you guys. So my daily is the great party that we had last night. It is the reason for my pain, but it was also <laughs> all it was of also our pleasure. A, a reason for great pleasure, and yeah. it was one of the more ridiculous things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Every holiday. Yeah, we celebrated one night. every single holiday. We had a wheel. We spun it. If it landed on whatever it landed on, whether it be Memorial Day or Mardi Gras or Halloween, we had some sort of game or activity to uh, do during that time. Um, yeah, it was it was a mess and it was great and wonderful. So that's your daily, right? That's my daily, okay, and well, I'm I'm still living to tell about it somewhat. My daily is actually the aftermath of the party which is waking up after a party and looking at your house and saying oh my god this is my my whole world's been demolished (laughs) but then people like you right the two of you we just got up at eight or nine in the morning we cracked open a beer which makes us sound like alcoholics but it really did give me a little pep in my step and we cleaned this place quite quickly and i was like singing and dancing to music i was like you know what this is this is what this is what it should be like. You just get up and you pull together as friends and you, and you do this, this thing, right? Even when you're hurting. Even when you're hurting. Even when you're hurting. Moments where I know I'm very different than both of you was to Most see. Of Most yeah, of the moments. Most of the moments. But uh, to see the destruction of your apartment and the mess last night and how panicked both of you were like, oh, oh, this is disgusting. I was like, man, this is uh, very livable. I don't, there's, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I felt did, no did urge the or rush. come today? Because it's looking nice in here. Yeah, I was like, this is, I'm going to just lay down in this sty and. <sighs> Some motherfucker wore glitter last night and it's everywhere in my house and I'm just oh. like, a little, sh- little 
little glitter remnants everywhere. You know, there were a lot of Christmas sweaters. Yeah, that, I know, yeah, I know. It, 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 just, it could be anybody, It really. is what it is. This is where we flashback and just, like, zoom in on your costume bow, and you're, like, covered in glitter. You're, like, yeah. the trail of glitter. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's our dailies, and I appreciate you guys sharing, yeah. and I love you, and we're, I'm really excited about to, to get into these movies in the state that we're in. Yeah. Uh, typically, we're drinking cocktails, and uh, so we do, we, we're doing that again. So let's just keep with the tradition. I know it's it's like 9 30 in the if morning or something broke, don't fix yeah. it what day is it i don't know it's the day um okay so we got two movies this week uh this week was my pick so i'm gonna lead uh all of this uh we've got mommy dearest the 1981 directed by uh frank perry starring faye dunaway and diana scarwide or score scarwid and then we've got the david lynch masterpiece Eraserhead. And so <laughs> I love this state of bow where I honestly, I have no idea how he feels about this. You're, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd like to start with, I'd like to start with Eraserhead if that's okay. Okay. So okay. straight out of the gate, let's get into Eraserhead and I'm going to choose uh, probably the person who loved this film the most, Brittany. <laughs> Brittany, tell us what are your feelings on Eraserhead? Feelings. Yeah. I'm going to start with a question. Okay. As I do sometimes. As you do. Which is, were we supposed to be high for this? I feel like we were. And I actually, it reminded me a little bit, not in any direct way, but of uh, Fantastic Planet, which Mm. I don't normally watch our films high, but I I was having one of those nights when I watched that. I was quite stoned. And I think that it added to my enjoyment of that. Cause I remember you guys were kind of like, eh. And I was like, I didn't love it, but yeah. I do think that being high enriched my <laughs> experience of that. And I feel like if I had been high for a razor head, maybe, maybe mm. I would have, uh, enjoyed it more. Cause I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. Um, I think if I was high during a razor head, I would have lost my mind. I would have, I would have committed suicide. I, yeah, I, I would have, yeah. That would have been one of the worst experiences of my life. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I think it, I, I thought about drugs and this movie and I was like, there are drugs that you could do probably and watch this movie, but then certain scenes happen that you go, oh no, I don't want to be on drugs right, for that. Cause yeah. that, like, if you're on mushrooms or some shit like well, that, you yeah, know, yeah, that, that would be too intense, yeah, but you know, just a little ganj, yeah, maybe a little ganj, just a little hit of the ganj. Um, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> uh, it was an interesting journey and I liked a lot of the ways that things were explored. Okay. Um, visually, especially. Um, I really, really want to know what the hell, how that baby was accomplished. Um, mm. Like special effects wise? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It, how would you describe that baby? Uh, it's like E.T. fucked a goat. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> what would you, what would you say, Ian? What, how would you describe that baby? Uh, a Taco Bell uh, 
Burrito Supreme. <laughs> I, I was going to go Chalupa. But I, actually, okay. I actually really like both those. Mine is a, a Sasha Gray uh, oh. <laughs> Sasha Gray Fleshlight. <laughs> but the mouth one. Yeah, right? the mouth. The, mouth, the yeah. Sasha Gray Look mouth it up. Fleshlight. Look it up, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AdamandEve.com. Don't you dare uh, say a negative thing about <laughs> Sasha Gray. She is a gift to the cinematic oh, she universe. Is, she is. She is. Oh, we're getting deep. I appreciate it. Well, we're, she is. Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, David Lynch is not really my favorite director. I think, you know, he does a lot of interesting things, but then when it comes to it just having a story that is watchable, it kind of gets gets lost on me a little bit. It's a, yeah. it, it's a little too, like, jumping all over the place. Um, but again, you know, some interesting things were experienced, but I, as a movie, I'm just kind of like, yeah. so you did a thing. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Ian, what's your take on Eraserhead? My take, uh, and you know, you said, Britt, of like, you're not a huge, or you're not a fan of David Lynch per se. And I think he is a very polarizing director, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I am a fan, but I'm also not like a fanboy where people think he's genius and some people like can't watch his stuff. Uh, My feelings about this movie. The story itself is uh, sometimes it's like um, the symbolism was might be a little lost. Like, am I missing something? What's going on here? Like, it's so yeah, maybe over, maybe cerebral. Maybe I'm not uh, ready for this like four one level course of yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm not ready for this. However, my my big impression or my thoughts were a lot of uh, movies or artwork conveys or elicits emotions often love you know lust fear etc and i think where he maybe has mastered his niche of disgust Mm. or repulsion and i think in a lot of his works and particularly this movie there were definitely scenes where i was like almost nauseous and vomiting and it's not so much horror it's not so much shock but i'm like oh like watching those organs or that chicken like yeah. ooze oil and all these other yeah. things like really disgusting or that me. dancer that went to she was dancing and singing and she was stepping uh. on these like little like wiggly sperm looking yeah. things right yeah and i think that's kind of where he was a unique voice in cinema like i don't really you know know of anyone else really pushing at that level maybe alejandro jodorowsky yeah of yeah. like whoa uh I'm I, I'm feeling something that I usually don't feel right. with artwork. So well, it's like we talked about the movie Mother by Darren Aronofsky, and there's the scene where they take you know they they there's a scene where they're essentially like eating the body of Christ, and yeah. it's really gross, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel something that you're not used to doing in in film. A lot of times, you can feel emotion and drama and love and romance and all these things, but like feeling like disgust and pain and confusion is such an interesting thing to be dealing with through movies. Yeah. I thought of mother as well, particularly like when he's cutting open the baby Mm -hmm. and uh, what a baby. Uh, Yeah. And I don't have too much else to add about the story itself. I didn't mind this. I, again, I am a fan of his work. So I was also thinking like, I always think, would I recommend this to someone? And I'm not going to jump ahead to like my rating, but I would say if you've seen his other stuff, Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive, you know, if you've seen it, it's kind of like 
see where he started. If you yeah. have, and, and if you like those movies, like yeah. jump to this to see like the, the, where it all began. Right. Whereas, you know, I think of like, like something like, I think of like a Bob Dylan or something where people, if you don't like, uh, like, like a Rolling Stone, don't go back to like 1962 <laughs> yeah. Gaslight tapes where he yeah. sounds like what he got through or whatever. Like, but if you do let's see where it begins and yeah, that's, that's where I'll cease okay. on yeah. that. But Bo, let's. Yeah. Um, so I read this great quote and I, you know, I always like to check out a, a reviewer something, you know, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of like what the world is, is kind of thinking. And sometimes it, I find myself completely disagreeing and other times I'm like, Oh, that's a really great point that I didn't think about. I didn't make that connection. So I, I appreciate doing that, but I was on uh Roger Ebert.com because just a, an amazing library of reviews. And one of the writers there said uh, to explain eraser head would be like cutting a drum open to see what makes the noise. You may get your answer, but you tend to ruin the drum in the process. And so I think there's this, I, I thought that was really great because I think eraser head is hard to describe as a movie but if you are if if you just watch it and accept it for whatever that is which i think david lynch does do sort of he's one of the few in that world that he could just put together what seems to be symbolism and then we as a viewer are trying to understand it and i think we're kind of on a I think we're kind of on, on a lost highway a little bit, not to reference one of his own films, but it's like, Brumts. yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, I just feel like I was trying to understand, is this about domestic, domestic life? Is this about either pro or against, is it pro or anti-abortion? Is it about like being left behind or abandoning children? And I was just trying to figure it out. And in the end, I'm like, I bet it's not about any of this shit. I bet I'm putting all of my own garbage on it. And these are just like moments. And then I read this great article. This is years ago about uh, David Lynch and how he makes movies. He's like, oh, I'll just string together dreams. I'll just mm-hmm. have a dream and I'll string it together and make this narrative, quote unquote. And, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here I am trying to understand this. But maybe that's just, you know, it's like trying to cut open a drum. Maybe you'll get there. But in the process, you ruin the whole thing. So I think it's okay that this movie exists and I think it probably was important or is for that time. I also think this movie never would have, uh, never would have seen the light of day if it came out today. Yeah. I think really? I don't think audience have the same, um, well, especially, you know, production companies and, uh, marketing people, they don't have the appetite for letting it gestate. They'd put it out. It wouldn't do well in the first two weeks. They'd shelve the shit. You'd see it on the video, you know, in, in a Walmart bin for $1.99 and no one would ever fucking know what it is. True. But because this movie came out when it did, because of how different and strange it was at that time, the fact that cinema houses still had midnight, night, midnight showings of certain movies, it's like you could go see this movie. It could have that. It got legs because of that. And I think... The, I, I'm not going to say, well, I can tell you, I didn't love this movie. I didn't. I, I found it to be like hard to watch and hard to get through and sort of painful in a lot of ways. And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. I'm not going to say this is a horrible film. I think I would, I would recommend this film to about 5% of the people I know because I just think yeah. most people be like, what the fuck is this? You're smart as 5% of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mostly I don't even know. know. <laughs> just, I, I, think, I think it's a painful movie to yeah. watch. And, yeah. and I would say, not to spoiler alert, but I would say that is my theme of this week's movies. Is these are painful <laughs> to watch. They're yeah. painful movies to watch. And I think there's the difference between 
Eraserhead in our second movie, okay, is Eraserhead at least leaves me thinking about it yeah. in a way that's like, okay, did I miss something or what's going on there? Um, uh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think David Lynch is controversial. I think this movie is controversial. And I also think that it tests my patience. And I don't know that I would go back to it because of that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it again. I, I saw where someone's like, oh, well, this is one of my favorite films. I watch it all the time. Like, how? How do you watch this all the time? They need to go see a head shrink. It's like, can you imagine <laughs> hearing that like baby crying more? Yeah, it's so gross. And the weird, like the, these weird dreamy moments of like grotesqueness. It's like, it's just not, it's not for me. I, I like a different type of movie typically. So uh, let's rate our film. Uh, so what are we giving Eraserhead? Brittany? Um, I did enjoy the humor of this. I didn't mention that before. It's definitely dark humor. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I w didn't expect to go into this laughing as much as I did. Um, so for that and the visual, mm -hmm. what the fuckness of mm -hmm. this, uh, I gave it a seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Ian. Well. Um, one other thing I just wanted to add that I, I do think the, is it a quote? No, oh. uh, well, I would can, never do that. Can it be? A, can it be a quote? Um, uh, I do have a quote. Uh, <laughs> you know to what you were saying of trying to understand it or cutting open the drum. There's this quote. Right? He's like, if you want to, uh, the easiest way to annoy a poet is to explain his poetry to him Ooh. or any artist. You right. know, like right. explain right. it to him, right? right. You know, right. And, uh, to try to and to. I do want to circle back really quick, uh, even though we're in the rating section of the show. Sorry, everyone. Uh, no, but you had mentioned this sequencing of dreams. I was fortunate enough, and I may have talked to this on a previous episode, but like six, seven years ago, I was in, living in Philly, and it was one of those I woke up, and it was like, oh, last day, David Lynch's artwork was in a gallery, uh -huh. like his paintings. Yeah. And it was around this time that he is making a razor head, but he was in film school or art school. Yeah. And uh, all the paintings were very dark, this tone of this movie. And it was kind of that, like, these are my distorted dreams that he knew was self-aware. It was almost therapeutic for him yeah. to, like, I have these sick thoughts. And a lot of the paintings I remember were, like, kind of creepy and, like, staring at, like, the neighbor's wife or something that, like, his, <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, I'm lusting after her. I know I can't do this in society and things yeah. like that, but very creepy, distorted paintings were like, again, his expression. And it might just be like the eraser head is like, this is what's in my mind and this is how I feel. And I know it's fucked up, but this is like, <laughs> yeah, I think that is, I think that a lot of times his process is that. Yeah. And you get these creepy, that's like twin peaks, like little, little scenes where you're like, God damn, that's creepy. Yeah. How do you get it? It's like, Oh, I just, you know, had a, had a weird, I dream it, a weird, a weird thought, you know? Um, but that being said, I gave this a seven as well. Wow. Because I don't think it's meant for most people. Although I do think he was trying, experimenting, and executing in many ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that weren't happening in film. And for his de this to be his debut, I think it's pretty impressive. And apparently he had like no money whatsoever for this. Yeah. And they took a big chunk of time off, I think, during the filming as well. They took like a year off. Yeah. And then came back into it and filmed more. And it was just like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad yeah. I finally, like, one of the things we always mm. talk about with Film Club is like, 
the the to-do list for the last 10 years is like watch yeah. Eraserhead. So I am glad I finally watched it. Yeah, yeah. me too. I am I am too that I got through it. Uh, I gave this film a 6.5. I felt like, it, again, yes, visually it's, a, it's, it's really interesting and creepy and great. I mean, cinematography was awesome. I did like the humor in it. I just didn't feel like in the end I left with, a feeling that I was like, gosh, that was, that was great. Or that was, that was something I'd really am glad I did. I just, am glad I checked it off. And that isn't, that's not a positive thing. Really. It's like one less film. I got to see that someone told me I should see 20 years ago in school, you know, um, God, has it been 20 years? Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, that's a hundred. Okay. So that was, uh, uh, that, uh, that was a razor head. So now we move on to our first trivia question. Yeah. yeah. And zoom delay will not determine yeah, yeah, yeah. whose hand is no. being raised. Oh, first. wow. This is fun. Let's We're live do and this. real. We're live oh. and real. Uh, okay. So trivia question number one. Are we ready guys? Yes. Yes. Writer and director David Lynch has said he considers one of his movies the only real failure of his career. To this day, he refuses to talk about the production in great detail and has refused numerous offers to work on a special edition DVD. Lynch claims revisiting the movie would be too painful an experience to endure. What is David Lynch's middle name? <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. I mean, you raised your hand. So. Son of a bitch. You, ra you raised your hand. You, you, ra you raised your son hand. Son of a bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> the real question is as stated. It's not about his middle name. So what film, what film did he consider to be the biggest failure of his career? Dune. That is correct. Wow. That is correct. David Lynch did direct the first Dune, and he said it was just absolutely atrocious to do it, and he hates the film. And so, Whoa. you know, that film has a huge cult following mm -hmm. and people want like a special edition by David Lynch. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. Fuck this. I hate this movie. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Point for me. I'm, hey, I'm point for Ian. On up. The look of desperation on your face when I said, <laughs> what's his middle name? You were like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, what okay. is his middle name, though? Did I don't you... know. I don't wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Don't ask a Way question. Way to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ian wins the first point of the trivia. Now on to trivia question number two. As we go into Mommy Dearest, starring Faye Dunaway, we've got a little bit of trivia uh, that includes her. So Faye Dunaway has had an amazing has had amazing roles in many fantastic films, including Bonnie and Clyde with Warren Beatty, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson, and The Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen. But for what 1976 movie did Dunaway finally snag an Oscar? What 1976 movie did Faye Dunaway finally snag an Oscar? It's kind of amazing that she didn't win anything in Bonnie and Clyde, Chinatown, or, or Thomas Crown Affair. I mean, Thomas Crown Affair is a little bit more fun, but like Chinatown, Bonnie and Clyde, these are like fantastic roles. Maybe there was stiff competition yeah, those years. Yeah, probably. Okay, so any, 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 uh, any guesses, guys? 
Uh, my guess will be shampoo. Okay, shampoo <laughs> with Warren Beatty? Yeah, okay. I don't know. No. All right, nope, that's not it. Uh, all right, well then I'm going to stay on brand and say hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's no hair products oh, at okay. all. Um, Faye Dunaway won the 1976 Oscar for the movie Network. Oh, yeah! Shit. Great film. If you haven't seen it, get out there and put your eyeballs on it. It's a really fantastic, mm. film. very poignant, even for today. Like, I'm, holds up, holds up. I am mad as hell yeah. that I didn't <laughs> answer that question correctly. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, Mommy Dearest, our uh, second film, yes. uh, starring Faye Dunaway, and holy shit, Mommy Dearest. <laughs> Um, you know, here's here's one of those movies that even if you haven't seen it, you've seen a scene, you've heard it or you've seen it referenced, which is she's like, no wire hangers and goes crazy. <laughs> right. Um, I was very excited to see both of these movies this week because I'm like, finally, I get to see these movies. I've never seen them. That's 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 very cool. Uh, and then and then I saw them. So, Ian, why don't we start out with you? Mommy, dearest, what are your thoughts? My thoughts will be quoting someone else's thoughts. Of course. And I, of I wanted to start my review with a quote. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Changing the author Tom Robbins once wrote, there is lovemaking that is bad for a person, just as there is eating that is bad. That boysenberry cream pie from the thrifty mart may appear inviting, may in fact cause all 900 taste buds to corrode from the tongue, but in the end, the sugars, the additives, the empty calories clog arteries, disrupt cells, generate fat, and rot teeth. That's how I feel about this movie. Uh, is that the acting, the writing, yeah, everything about it? It's awful. It's an awful movie. However, yeah, I put this in a category. It's so bad. It's good. Okay, I put it with a snakes on a plane. I put it ahead. Oh, like, oh, as like the room. I think. There's a place for it. There's like this and Nicolas Cage movies belong in a category. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know you, you mentioned earlier that it was like tough to get through. I thought it was at least like, it was just so bad. I was laughing. I mean, I was sure. finding all these moments like so ridiculous. Uh, Faye Dunaway, I, you know, I actually think she's good in the role. Um, I think she, with that exception, I think it's Diana Scarwood is the Christine and she's, yeah horrifically bad at acting i don't know i feel bad i don't know who told her that's good yeah. um but it was just so sensational so ridiculous and yeah. you know you also pointed out about the good thing with the eraser head or you know lynch's film is that you know in terms of not making it happen today of like who's going to take a risk on this movie that you know is not going to profit this to me the director Frank Perry, like you had a choice, like the story in and of itself could be told interestingly. And I thought sure. of all these other ways yeah. to like tell the story of an abusive parent, uh, you know, like the glimpse behind the curtain of Hollywood of, you know, life is not as all bliss as we all think it is, but he chose to like, let me cash in, let me <laughs> do this like memoir expose yeah. and just make it as ridiculous ridiculous and over the top as possible then no wire and make money because it did profit it did well in the box office because it kind of was 1980s like you know viral break the internet whatever mm -hmm. like did you see this thing about joan crawford right a and real just, person which everyone's like oh, i'm interested right yeah yeah 
And yet, you know, I mean, there's, I have other opinions about like the actual story of Joan Crawford and Christine Crawford, which we can talk about later. But as a movie, it was just so ridiculous, soap opery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, again, at the end of the day, I was entertained. I wish I was just watching it with you two to crack jokes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's so many moments of like, why is that kid tied to a bed? Uh, <laughs> You know, and like the non-editing sequences, they're just always like, and now I graduate from the monastery. Okay. I have a real problem with that. I I, want to say that right now. I was like, one thing I think this film failed so miserably at is actually telling anything, telling Mm -hmm. any story at all. Right. It's like you see all these scenes where, uh, you know, Joan Crawford is just a cunt. Right. And then. Then the next thing, she's winning an award, and then she's a cunt again. It's just like, okay, so what's, what are we learning here? Well, it's like, I don't really understand. But the, the one that really got me was like, that's it. I'm sending you off to a boarding school. And then she checks in and is like, we're going to reform you. And then the next scene is like, well, I'm graduating. And, and, the, and the, the nun or whatever is like, see you. And you get to see none of that. You get to see none of the thing that we're talking about. I was like, oh, man, she's got to go to boarding school. It's just like, it, it's like such a, a, a non-important like it should be an important thing that happens, but it's really the like turning point, I'm yeah. sending you away yeah. and now you're back. Okay. And it's like every scene was like that or like the house assistant, whoever that assistant <laughs> was. Right. I don't understand why I even give a fuck about that person at all, because she had no scene even with Joan Crawford or the kids to be like, Hey, I understand you're in this right. and I, I know it's wrong, but I can't help you. Or, or, or why Joan Crawford even uses this woman to help. Right. Like, there's well, no, there's there no moment where you see a human side of Joan Crawford. You just see that she's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, that's not a good film. I, I kept wanting to go like, okay, wipe the Vaseline off the lens. Cause everything's a little too like dreamy foggy <laughs> in these moments. And then also like, why was this not just straight to Lifetime slash Hallmark? Because that's right. what it felt. It I was felt going like, to bring up Lifetime. Oh, yes. so yeah. Why don't you talk a little <laughs> bit about the film? Um, just utter and complete garbage. <laughs> like, I, I, and I, I had actually seen this when I was super young. I didn't remember it really at uh, all. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting to, to watch it now and be like, why am I watching this a second time? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. Mm. I thought it was hilarious now watching it as an adult, thinking about the fact that like, okay, clearly the way that they're representing Joan Crawford in this is like, she needs a therapist right. hard. Right. And there are some issues there that like have not been diagnosed or not being treated. Like that's very clear. But like the way that they are displaying that is absolutely insane like Mm -hmm. it's just there's no rhyme or reason for anything and it very much like you can tell watching this that this is the film adaptation of a book of someone being like my mom was a bitch it's like okay well i'm sure she was but this feels one-sided in a way that's just like it's just like offensive to even watch because it's like it's so clearly biased that it just becomes uninteresting i'm glad you brought that up because just talking about the actual story of joan and christine crawford or whatever i was like does she need therapy maybe probably but we actually have no version of her story because you did all this after she died and omitted you from her will and guess what here's your revenge yeah Yeah. that's like i don't know and even christine i guess said like the movie wasn't even close to her book like the wire hanger thing like didn't happen mm. or, or like she didn't beat her. 
yeah. or like she didn't like you know like the yeah. physical violence i guess yeah like wasn't as ex- all this was yeah. extreme and sensationalized sure. of course but i'm also just like maybe joan wasn't you know what famous hollywood actor actress is well adjusted probably not right but also right. like was right. maybe she was intense because she's an intense person but that is like all we yeah. see is this horrific monster this evil witch mm-hmm. that like i don't know it like, felt yeah. like um you know how there's this genre of horror now that's like gore porn yeah where it's just like this onslaught What's, yeah they of, show the tendons getting snapped and, right yeah, it's, it's just like, like the whole thing it's like it's not about making a movie it's just about how, like how many gross things can yeah. we put in your face because apparently people love that now like this to me felt like like trauma porn yeah like it just there was, was that scene where she's cutting her daughter's hair that was yeah. like hard to watch and yeah. well done it was well done but it was also like okay but in this movie it's like it's just again another traumatic moment mm-hmm. every every scene is traumatic oh my god it was kind of like you know david lynch's film was this <laughs> series of dream sequences yeah. kind of right like here's some shit i dreamt about yeah. and i'm gonna lump Put it together, together. this is like here's some trauma that happened here and there We're let's just, just lump it together. let's just throw yep. them in there yeah <laughs> you're right you're right um another thing i was gonna say is i can't believe that i sandwiched this film <laughs> with several other films in my mind that like oh these are probably gonna be good films i'm gonna watch one day sunset boulevard whatever happened to baby jane and this movie mommy dearest i thought like oh they're probably all around the same kind of thing and now watching all three i'm like holy fuck i was so wrong like <laughs> mommy dearest is g- absolute garbage yeah and yeah. i i didn't know that it did well in the theater but i know that critics hated it Oh yeah, no, yeah, they I, hated it. Yeah, I and I well, think it did well in the theater. I don't know. I no. saw like millions in the box office. I think I was like, all right, well, it didn't bomb. You know, it, sure, it right. was like low budget, but I think it was like a pop culture sensation. Like kind of like uh, you know when the first season of Serial came out on podcast, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, did you listen? Are you listening to this right now? And on, like, did you see Joan Crawford choke that bitch? Um, <laughs> I think Joan Crawford tried to do her best, but it was just a flawed situation like she couldn't she's a, a famous you know i don't know and the other thing is like did i just say joan crawford tried her best yeah i meant faye dunaway did her uh, best. Yeah, yeah yeah that's what i meant sorry and that's how good she did yeah you, you thought it was the actual <laughs> i joan. thought it was real joan they like, brought her back from, from the, the grave day. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the other thing i was just gonna say is like they had she had two more adopted kids other than the two that were in the movie that like did not yeah she had wow cindy there's two twin daughters that she adopted that like deny all of this. Like we had a good upbringing. Oh, like that's life was right. now. Granted, they were in the will. So the whole oh, theory man. is Joan knew that Christine was writing the memoir before the will. Wow. The tell-all book, and she's like, you know, this is why you're out of it. Wow. And that's where. But it's, it's also like a way, weird it's thing. It's all so like, gross. It's all yeah. so gross. It's all, all gross. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I wrote a couple things. I wrote that this movie is so repetitive and boring. It's gross. Nothing truly happens. And we're shown no reason for any decision other than this person is awful. And here are many instances of Joan Crawford in endless short tableaus of ego and violence. Uh, I had a question. What, who are the men in her life? Cause we barely get any real grasp of that either. I don't know why anything happened. I don't know what the backstory is. I don't know where these men go. This guy's here. And then next thing I know, she's on the board of Pepsi. Pepsi. (laughs) And it's like, and that scene was so dumb. It was so dumb. (laughs) Yeah. There is just no direction. I feel like in this, in Uh in this whole film, Oh, a real loss, a real loss. Mm -hmm. Where does this movie rank for you in terms of all time, awful endings? (laughs) 
I, I, I think this and Broke Down Palace. Um, you guys ever seen that oh, movie? I never saw no. it. I hate fucking movies so much that end like you just watched two hours of something, right? Yeah. And then at the end they go, well, I guess I'll just live another day. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? I just watched this whole thing. Like, well, I guess I'll just keep on going. Yeah, we're all going to keep on going unless you don't. And then the movie's over. Like, get the fuck out of here. I hate endings like that. It's like, don't take me on this journey and then leave me with fucking blue balls. You know what I mean? You got to like, you know. Um, you have to do what? I'm sorry. What's the um, sense in hurting my pride? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, no, but go ahead. Go ahead. Where's oh, I just like, I audibly screamed at the end of this movie. Like, <laughs> you have to be kidding me. Or it's like, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> like, wink to the viewer, yeah. like, the camera, like, breaks the fourth wall. It's like, and you it's just watched the movie, didn't you? Truly awful. You know, you know what thank I mean? you, thank you for reminding me how awful that ending was because my score just went down even yeah. further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about our scores. What did you give this film, Ian? I wrote down a higher score, but after chatting with yeah. both of you, I'm going to give this a 4.5. Okay, 4.5. Wow. wow. I, I feel like that's even generous. That's pretty good. I uh, <laughs> And my explanation is, would I recommend this to anyone? No. However... Again, I did find it comical. Like I wish this, I love that I put you always you like boost things because it's like, well, it's not a good movie, but if you watch it drunk and you're making fun of it with friends, then you know, five point six. Yeah, no, it's it's a punch up movie. I feel like you can like, yeah, no, I, but I genuinely like, you know, I was. It, it went by quickly, and uh, oh I laughed. No, it didn't go by quickly. It was two hours and nine minutes, yeah. and I watched Ooh. them all I go was, by. I was we'll working. See. I was working on my costume for the party last night while watching this, and it still felt long to me. Oh, so I was really? Like, I was you, busy. You, you, I had my hot glue gun out. I was doing shit, wow. and I still was like, "Oh my god, how is this still going?" You may have missed some really important no, I had, scenes. No, I had no. full dedication, and I, I grueled through it. In fact, in fact, I was like. Did I miss something? And I scrolled back thinking that maybe I'd missed a scene because things were starting to just be like, what is, what are they even doing here? Yeah, this is very a, unhinged. Yeah. So you said, a, uh, what was it? A 4.5. Okay. Ian gives wow. it a 4.5. Brittany. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I, I had a different score, but <laughs> When you mentioned that ending, I was like, no, we're not going to have half a point. Um, I also want to mention that I think it's hilarious that the movie M in 1931 handled mental health issues with more tact and grace yeah. than this did in 80 whatever. So yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, I had a 2.5, <gasps> but this has become a 2. Fuck this shit. Wow. This was awful. In every way that I would think to judge a movie, it failed miserably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're you're right. You're right. I'm not gonna. I, I I gave it a higher score than that. I gave it a three, and the reason I did that is because I did think Faye Dunaway did. Okay, so I felt like these people were trying to make a good film. Really, the director not included. <laughs> wait, wait. The, Which people the, exactly? The, the director not included. Yeah. I think that everyone was giving the performance. Like I do think Faye Dunaway is a good actress and I do think she was trying to really hone that Joan Crawford. I just don't think there was really any string from scene to scene to give her right. the weight to tell that good story. So then it just becomes, this is a caricature of mm -hmm. a person. So you're just, just be Joan Crawford in this scene and act, you know, it's like, <laughs> there's real no, no story here, but I don't want to discredit that hard work. And, and what I thought was like, 
there were parts that I was like, oh, that's beautifully shot. I, I, there were the cinematographer did some really great scenes, but it was lost in all the garbage. It yeah. just was garbage. I would not recommend this film. I would actually tell people don't watch it unless trust me. The Ian suggestion of watching no, it with friends. I, I think it would be great for that. I wouldn't. I would rather have you watch uh, Velocipaster on Amazon <laughs> Prime than watch Mommy Dearest. Check out Velocipaster. Yeah, please okay. do. Um, actually, yeah. I, I think this is the kind of film like, yeah, you could make it a drinking game. If you wanted to, you could. Every, every time she every, screams. Yeah, every just... time she's mean to her child, you have to take a shot. But oh, mommy shit. dearest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time mommy dearest. Little the, daddy. Uh, the, the fucking ch- the child actor. Ooh. Ooh. Not, the, not the youngest one, that middle one. Yeah. I hate Wait. The, the, young, the young kid, there were some scenes. Like I said, the haircutting scene. Yeah, that was. That felt like she was crying. Yeah. That felt like it was, this felt real to me. Um, but. As, uh, as she gets older and older, it just is like, take off that wig. What are you doing? What does that mean? End this movie. We could have chopped an hour oh. and 18 minutes off this thing. Um, uh, when, when, uh, yeah. when during the movie, I'm sorry, did you give your rating? I didn't even, you said three? I said a three. Are when, you drunk? God. This uh, week, the part of Bo will be played by Ian. Yeah. <laughs> are you ready to order food? No. <laughs> uh, no. When uh, when did you realize that this was a terrible movie? Like what? Uh, probably three minutes in. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. Same. yeah. That, that introduction of her like in the mansion and just getting dolled up. I was like, oh, it felt like watching a soap opera. I don't know. It's yeah, I, absolutely. I, hate, I hated, I hated the reveal because they don't show her face ever. Right in that whole opening scene, you just see her walking, but they never show her face. Mm. And, but you already know that this movie is about Joan Crawford. Yeah. Like you already know. So you don't like, need to be cute wait, about yeah, the like, reveal. Wait, wait, yeah. Who's this? And then she like walks out and the first time you see her like, hello. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Okay. It was so, it's so stupid. It was so stupid. Every choice bad. As a master of surprise, you probably felt the execution of that was. That's a, yeah, that's a surprise. that doesn't need you to don't, be. Yeah. Right. Everyone knows it's we about already Joan know, Crawford. We already know that the whole movie is about the her. Book's been out for four years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mr. DeVille, you ready for your close-up? You know, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so that was this week. Mommy, Dearest, and Eraserhead, and holy fuck. Hmm. Uh, we've got a couple movies coming up next time, and this time it's going to be Brit's Picks. I got some picks. Why don't you tell us what your picks are for next week so people can get ready to go through the pain with us? Well, hopefully uh, next week's going to be a step up. Oh. Let's, let's cross <gasps> our fingers. Let's see. Are we watching Step Up? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Step up to Two. the streets. <laughs> the fact that you even oh know God. that. The fact that you even know that. <laughs> because I love uh, awful uh, titles like that. Okay. Um, so I'm going to change it. Yeah. Step up to the streets is uh, streaming on no, Hulu. No, stop okay. it. We're not watching that movie. We got, I, we and got one that I think we should go back to France. Okay. So we have Masculine Feminine, okay. which is on HBO Max and Criterion. Mm-hmm. It's a... Jean-Luc Godard. Oh, okay. And uh and then and then we're gonna come back to here. The Harder They Fall on Netflix. A new one. We're going old, we're going new. Who's the director? They're both gonna be great. That is James Samuel. Okay. Harder yes. they fall. Okay. Harder they fall and mm. masculine feminine or feminine masculine? Masculine feminine. Okay. All right. Great. I can't wait. I can't wait to try the new film. It's been really nice to sit here in real time. In real not I on can touch Zoom you time. Guys. Not on Zoom time. Oh, uh, oh you almost reached. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys out there for listening, and we will see you next time.
I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Movie Cinema Film Club is brought to you by Shit Show Media. Make sure you check out all of our upcoming movies we'll be talking about on our Instagram at Movie Cinema Film Club. If you have an opinion, a comment, or a movie you think we should watch and discuss, email us at moviecinemafilmclub at gmail.com. This week's episode was written by Ian Schof, Brittany Everett, and me, Bo Hufford, and it was edited by Brittany Everett. Remember, support your local cinema, don't spoil films, be oh so quiet at the movies, and for the love of God, choose to read subtitles and boycott film dubbing. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.